Hello and welcome to the Brewless Podcast. I am your host, Jackie Biter, aka the Merrick, and with me today is my co-host, Casey Bowker. This is a podcast where indie games and craft beer unite. Yes. Explode. <laughs> Implode. They do all the things together. Um, Simultaneously. Yeah. Exactly. So what are we going to talk about this episode? Uh, so we're going to talk about one of my favorite games, and probably one of the first games I ever played, Mario Brothers 3, for the NES. Which, as you and I have both discussed, is one of our favorite nostalgic games of all time. This may be the best game of all time. It is, it's an arguable fight. I mean, I'm not going to fight with you about it, but yeah. I think that you could, you could really say that this is one of, it's definitely one of the best games of all time. It's aged well. It's aged well. <laughs> yeah. Like a fine wine, Mario 3. <laughs> yep. It does so good. And what beer are we going to be pairing with it? Uh, Ithaca Brewing, <coughs> or Ithaca Beer Company, rather, Flower Power and India Pale Ale. More on that in a moment. Perfect. <laughs> so, um, in, in recent news, um, and Nintendo as well, the CEO Satoru Iwata, um, passed away unexpectedly, question mark. Um, he... You think he was poisoned? No, no, oh. he, he passed away from some type of bile duct impediment. Um, they didn't really get into too much detail, but somebody informed me that he had been ill for a little bit. And the last public appearance of him, and in pu- by public in parentheses, was the E3 trailer. Yeah, uh, where he yep. was in there mostly as a puppet. That's so, true too. So yeah. um, you know, it was a very very sad thing. He was in his fifties um, and was doing a lot of really great things for Nintendo and. One of the things I think was great about him as a CEO is he was also a gamer, so he definitely yep. got it. Um, sometimes I think with other organizations, they hire people based on leadership ability, but they don't necessarily understand the, like, <clears throat> EA. <clears throat> <laughs> they don't get gamers, and they don't get what gamers want, but I think he kind of understood that. And he's also been involved in a lot of games, one of my other favorite games, uh, Earthbound. Oh, yeah. And a lot of other titles. Uh, so he's been in the industry for a long time. So. A very long time. So we're certainly sad to hear about that and uh, wish our best to his friends and family and everybody at Nintendo who knew him very well. Yeah, this is very sad. Um, so before we, we get into the you know the thick of it um, with, the, with the podcast, let's talk about us a little bit. Yeah, so um, the Brewlist, we are a, as previously mentioned, a craft beer and indie game blog, uh, though t- from time to time we're going to dip deep into our nostalgia and pull out some retro fare. Um, and, and we are based in Rochester, New York, which if you're not from the area, there there are so many breweries, It's and there's new ones popping up all the time. And we're also pretty conveniently located near Buffalo, which also has a pretty explosive craft beer scene. I would say that given that Buffalo is one of the uh, biggest cities in Mm -hmm. the United States, it's because of the really, really good food and Mm -hmm. the really, really good beer. (laughs) And the fact that it was really, really cheap, but now it's getting very expensive for reasons I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they... 
this kind of came about because I already love indie games, and usually when I'm playing video games, I am drinking some type of adult beverage. And I was like, <laughs> well, I love craft beer, and I love independent video games, so why don't I just put them together into one package? And uh, Casey was interested in, in joining me in this endeavor, so That's here we idea. are. <laughs> He's like, That's a good idea. Let's do it. So here we are. Well, we both write for um, the website Don't Forget a Towel. Um, it's my my website, and uh, we get a lot of independent games um, sent to us, like a lot, and uh, we're very very thankful and um, appreciative of that fact. And we thought, you know, sometimes we don't always get to get to these video games, but this is a really good way to kind of force ourselves to to review these games for these companies that have been thoughtful enough to send them to us mm-hmm. and um like Jackie said mix our love of drinking <laughs> good alcohol good alcohol good alcohol yeah. I mean there's certainly a time and a place for natural light and those types of beverages Genesee beer which yeah. we'll have an episode about that exactly and they're like literally like five minutes from where we are sitting right now so we will be talking about them at some point um, the other, the other thing with it as well, uh, is that the thing that I have determined between independent breweries and indie game developers, is they're just regular guys who are like, I want to do something different. I want to make this game, or I want to make this beer that no one's made before. And, uh, they're, they're risk takers and you have to admire that because some people just don't take any risks and these guys are... You know, some in some cases putting like their life savings online. There's a, a local brewery, Knucklehead. This guy's basically invested his retirement, and he's doing pretty well with it. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's those types of things and those types of stories that I think give it a lot of human interest as well. Yeah, I think it's really good. I think there's a lot of similarities, like you said, between an indie uh, game maker and indie beer maker. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that they're not. I won't say they're, they're definitely competing against the the triple A's of both their industries, um, but they're doing things that set themselves apart. Um, you know, you could be drinking a bunch of different beers, but what sets it apart? And you've played a point-and-click game or even a side-scrolling game like Mario, um, but what sets it apart? Even Mario 3, there had already been a couple of games before it, but obviously Super Mario Bros. 3 is a huge risk, and um, it's very different, I would say, than the other games that have come before it. And we'll go more into it, um, but I think that's one of the reasons why it sets itself apart, even though it's it's in a series, obviously, oh, God, how many years ago? 30 years oh, strong? I let's, mean, let's not even get into really it. age myself here. And then we also, you know, we need to take into account that it was put on Super Mario All-Stars, so when it was an SNES, and then it was completely rebuilt for the Super Nintendo console as part of that package. Um which I want to say that one is 20 years old. So it's older than that. Yeah. So it's so crazy. It's as old as I am. And I'm not going to say how much how old I am, but you can figure that out. <laughs> you know. So, um, so yeah, it's... But that's why we're doing it. That's why we're doing it. Exactly. Exactly. So we're doing our love of both those industries. So let's get into the game. Let's get into Super Mario Bros. 3. Um... I would say pretty much anyone who's tuning into this uh, episode has played the game, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we'll give you a little bit of a backstory if you don't know about it. Um, 
it was released in the United States in 1990. I'm not entirely sure what the Japanese release date was, but uh, it's developed by Suguru Miyamoto, <laughs> um, also the creator of Donkey Kong, uh, Zelda, uh, not Metroid itself, but Metroid Prime, still going strong at Nintendo today. Um, obviously, I would consider this guy a, a titan of the video game industry because almost every single thing that he does, like, is gold. Um, it was developed by him and a studio with, like, ten other people in it, and it took two years to complete it. It is the most sold video, non-bundled video game of all time, um... And it has made over $1.7 billion. That's impressive. Uh, and let's see. As far as how... What was our first experience playing Super Mario 3? Remember my mom bought the... I think we got it for Christmas. And my yeah. mom ended up playing it most of the time. She was so into it that we had pieces of paper sitting next to the TV that would do all the possible combinations for the card games. Yeah, yeah. And the mini games so that she could, you know, like, go through and, like, complete them in, like, one sitting. And then it was, it was absolutely insane. But that game came up so many times in my childhood. Um, I still play it now. I have it on my I have it on my Wii U through Virtual Console. Oh, and, nice! You know, occasionally just pull it out, and it was one of the first games I think my husband downloaded on the Wii when when um, we went back when we were dating. And I remember I had gotten like ninety nine lives, and I came back, and apparently his brother played it and played it poorly because when I came back, I had five. You played it really poorly. <laughs> he played it very poorly. He lost all of my lives. Yeah, and I was like, what the. <laughs> so, but <laughs> um, my first memory of it is the movie Wizard, um, uh, the Wizard, the Fred Savage movie. Where have you ever seen this movie? No. So the movie is Fred Savage. Um, his younger brother is autistic, and he's obsessed with going to like he's obsessed with video games, and he's obsessed with going to this video game tournament. Like, that's what the whole movie is about, is, like, they travel cross-country to go um, to play this. And along the way, like, he meets this girl who is uh, now the rock band uh, singer-songwriter Jenny Lewis, who I've had a crush on since The Wizard. Um, and he, uh, his, his older brother was um, Christian Slater. And his dad was Bo Bridges. And in the movie, I remember, like, there's a kid that they meet who's, like, almost as good as his younger brother, who ends up playing with the, uh, um, the Power Glove in it. And, like, that was, like, crazy, because you didn't really, like, Power Gloves, I don't remember how much money they were, but I know, like, maybe three people in my town probably even had a power glove. I don't think I've ever seen one in my life. Like in person? No. Oh, yeah. I mean, not at all, like, good. I mean, <laughs> it's okay, but I don't remember it enhancing anything. But anyway, so the point is, at the end of the movie, um, Fred Savage gets his brother into the tournament, um, and... They're playing all these different games, you know, probably like Battletoads and Contra and all these different Nintendo games. And then, 
the game that no one has ever played before, so they didn't have any practice beforehand, a game that has never been seen before gets unveiled, and it's Super Mario 3. And that was the first time the world had seen Super Mario 3. Wow. And at this time, Super Mario Bros. 2 is so fucking weird that Super Mario is, is super popular, but because of the first game. Because the second game, it was like... Okay, this game's okay, but it's so weird. It wasn't even, fun fact, Super Mario 2 wasn't even supposed to be the sequel to Super Mario right. 1, but they released it here as Super Mario 2 because they thought we were too stupid to play Lost Levels. Right. Which, Lost Levels is an impossible game, so I understand why they say that. Yeah. But, um, so Super Mario Bros. 3, like, <sighs> Nintendo does a really good thing, and actually so does Sony does a really good thing, where the first... Um, couple years of that system's life, you don't quite know what the possibilities are of it. Like, the game developers, like, build too much technology into it that they don't know how to unlock it all. But they're like, well, we'll, we'll put it into a bunch of technology that we know doesn't even work yet. And then by the end of it, it's mm-hmm. like Super Mario Bros. 3, where the graphics are still 8-bit graphics, but they look way different. I mean, it's heads and tails above... Um, the original Super Mario Bros. game. And seeing Super Mario Bros. 3, the big time, or the first time when I went and saw that movie, I remember my my brain exploded. All the kids who were in the theater were like, oh my god. And then, you know, it's no wonder it's the greatest selling video game of all time. Every kid in the world bought that game from, if you saw that movie especially, but... That was it, sorry. I just yeah, That was a very long-winded explanation of The yeah. Wizard and my first time seeing Super yes. Mario. yes. Mine was probably considerably after that, but uh, nonetheless, it was like one of the last games that came out, I think, before the SNES came out, was it not? Yeah, yeah. We just did an SNES podcast on um, on those geeks you know, and for the life of me now, I can't remember <laughs> what the year that the Super Nintendo came out. I, I want to say 95. On it, or maybe even earlier. You know what? It I might feel like have it came earlier. out earlier. I think I think I might have had one in 1995, but I think it came out in like 92 or 93. All right. So this is one of the last games for the for the super or for the regular Nintendo, but yeah. the graphics obviously were pretty yeah. insane. And you know, you also had this you had that situation where you could play that multiplayer game where two of you were playing simultaneously and you're trying to get each other killed, and it was a great way to get out some of my aggression towards my siblings. Yes. Without getting in a huge amount of trouble. Right. But. Um, so, you want to go through the levels? Yeah, definitely. So, um, the, the first level is pretty benign. Grassland? <laughs> Grassland. Um, I always skip level four because that's just effing impossible. It's If, if you don't know, it's the one where you have, like, there's no ground. There's just platforms and things. Yes. And it's... I I can do it. Just most of the time I can't be bothered. And I just, I just bypass it. <laughs> okay. Because you can. All right, so Grassland. I the thing I remember most about Grassland is sitting and sliding and knocking out um, Goombas. <laughs> like right. when you'd go downhill. Yes, <laughs> like I really love that. <laughs> yeah, and the thing that I the thing that's like crazy about the game is like sometimes you're like in this world in the game, and it doesn't make any sense that things are the way that they are. Like it's not a desert, but yet I'm in a desert level. There's no green grass to be found anywhere here, but everything is lush and green yeah. and beautiful and covered in spiny little things that are thrown at you from the sky. It's 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 an interesting place. 
It is. Grassland is weird, and that's the first time you find uh, a whistle. Is in the first castle, yeah. I believe. Do, do, do. <laughs> I think there's a total of two whistles you can get in the first world. One of them's in the castle, and then there's another one I think you can get. I think you can get it in the um, in level three of oh, world one. Yep. You can get another one there if you drop behind the thing and go behind yep. the curtain. Yep, so level... Yeah, Grassland unlocks two whistles. I don't remember... How, like, so I, okay, I know that I had Nintendo Power when I was a kid, the the Nintendo Magazine, Mm -hmm. and I do remember getting the Mario 3 strategy guide, um, so that I knew where all the cards were, and that probably was how I found out where those whistles were, because I don't know how else, maybe in, I do know, like, in, um, The Wizard, they did show you, like, some, like, the kid, the autistic kid, like, found, like, a secret thing, and they were like, the announcer's like, oh my god, like, how is he going there? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so maybe one of the whistles I found from Mario, or uh, from the wizard as well, but, yeah. alright, Desert Land, Desert part Land, two, that world one, two. Uh, all I remember from that is the Angry Sun level. Yes. That was a bitch. <laughs> That's it? it. That's yeah, the Angry bitch. Sun, um, but yeah. Yeah, the Angry Sun uh, sucked. Um, I also remember the jumping fire in that world. Oh yeah, like you have the first one, and it's um, you can you can knock it out with a tail. I think. I think so. Hit it with your tail, and I think you can kill it that way. But they they move so fast and they're so unwieldy that it's just terrible. And then the first time you see like blue coins, which was cool from hitting the P. Yeah, if you go yep. up on the level and you go in there and you hit it, and they, I called them water coins because I was a kid and blue meant water, but that's just that's fine. Water coins. You're in the desert. <laughs> I call them ghost coins. Yeah, because they were like disappeared and then they would appear. I thought they were ghost coins. Thanks. Kid logic. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, you let me just ask real quick: What is your favorite uh, costume? Because this is the first game that you got different. Well, other than, okay, so in the first game you got the flower that shoots mm-hmm. fire, but this game you have the Raccoon Mario, you also have, oh god, I'm going to murder the name, like, Toki Doki. Tanuki? Tanuki, the bear that turns mm-hmm. into a stone. You also have the little boot that you can jump into, and of course the flower that shoots fire. Oh, and frog, so yeah. you can swim really fast. Yeah. What's think, your favorite? I think the Tanuki suit is my favorite. Because it's like you can turn into a statue and things will just ignore you. But I did love the boot. The boot is like god mode. Like, it's... Yeah, I love the boot. Didn't get utilized enough. I love the Tanuki suit, though, because of the fact that you can fly and you can turn into a statue. So mm-hmm. it's everything that you already love about like the what? raccoon suit. Did you mention the leaf slash feather that gave you the raccoon tail and let you fly? It wasn't the Tanuki suit? Did you get that one? I just said Raccoon Mario. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're right, but the leaf. Yeah. Which makes zero sense why a fucking leaf would turn you into a raccoon. I have no idea. It's it's Mario World doesn't it's make <laughs> Mario sense. World has no logic. Um World Three, Waterland. Horrible board. It's bad. <laughs> one thing that's kinda cool is you've got like the little sh- the little um, boats and you can go over to the other islands where you can get the other like little toad houses. I think the only thing I liked about this was getting the 
frogs. No, I want to say you don't get the frog suit until the next level. No, you get the frog suit in the third. There's in like three. a random house that you can get a frog suit in. Okay. Um, or you might actually, you may actually get it in um, from one of the Hammer Brothers that you kill. Oh yeah, I think Those that's one of the rewards for one of the Hammer Hammer guys. Um, and then you might even, you might actually get the first one in World Two because there's that red one on the other side of the rock. That hidden house, if you hit with a hammer. Yeah, if you have the rock. hammer, I th- yeah. think you get a, I think you get a frog suit from him. I think you're actually right. Yeah. Either that or a, it's either that or a whistle. Yeah, that or a whistle. No, I do think I think you're right about World Two for that. Cause I, yeah, because I remember seeing it and I'm like, that doesn't seem right. And then you get to the next world and you're like, oh, that makes total sense. That makes complete sense. I usually my strategy was basically just to blow both whistles um, until I could get to. Actually, I really like. I think Giant Land. Now I'm actually saying what my favorite level is because I already ruined it. Giant Land's my favorite level. What's yours? Probably Giant Land. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's 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 huge. Yeah, I thought it was just really fun. I thought that like the levels were inventive. I you know whatever. I guess just making things bigger. Probably the uh, the developers were lazy for that level, but <laughs> I thought it was cool. It's like, my favorite one. Let's blow up all the graphics. Yeah. Like Mario, same size. That's it. That one level where you can, like, change it. If you hit, like, a thing, it'll make everything smaller. Yeah. And that that was kind of cool. The small, the little small things that, like, would stick on your body and you'd have to, like, jump, 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 jump. Those were the worst. That was a cool thing. Uh, same thing with, like, the little octopus. Pie that did the same thing, the little, little ones oh, that yeah. would stick to your body and slow you down in the water. The baby squids and the baby little mushroom Goomba dudes. Yeah. Those are fun. Um, all right, so Sky World. This world's hard as fuck. Uh, yeah, agreed, agreed. But that, like, little all the rest of the levels, actually, now that we're going through it, are yeah, hard now as we're fuck. Getting into, now we're getting into hard mode. Yeah. And um, so the thing with that one. Is I thought that that like little like transitional castle that you go through that you need to get to the actual old, the next yeah, part of it. Yeah, to the cloud part. Yeah, it's like this little like spiral, tower, spiral towel, yeah. tower babel thing going on, and it's it, I just I I like it for that reason. But I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like the cloud levels. Um, those are fine for me, but still hard. Yeah, there's one that's like terrible. I can't even remember which one it was, but it's like a level that you're like, I'm gonna, I would bypass it if I could, but I, I just, I can't. And I think I, I'd use the like bypass cloud on that <laughs> multiple times. Anytime that you're using, or you have to do the element where it's those um, platforms that like you stand on them too long that they'll drop. Those are the, <laughs> those are the worst for me. Oh, I remember what the level is now. It's the one where like. As you go up, if you get stuck behind, it'll kill you, and then it's just, like, platforms that are rising and falling, and then you've got the bomb guy with the tail of fire, and he spits balls at you, balls of fire at you until he explodes. So, like, when he runs out of fireballs, he just blows up. I do not remember that. Like, you have to go up this level, and it's, oh my gosh, it's the worst. I would get, like, the P-wing. I was just gonna say, we forgot to mention the P-wing. We forgot the P-wing. And so I would use the P-wing, I would fly immediately to the top, and I would just... If I couldn't use the cloud, I would just do that, and that would that would be my strategy for success. I think rem- like learning the first time that using the P-wing and flying, running really fast, jumping in there, flying through the air, like that is insane. The first time learning how to use the the raccoon suit was like that was like heaven, <laughs> like 
for a kid, like, there was just so many different... We finally achieved our dream of flight. But really, like, I mean, the other games that I was playing were, like, Hudson's Adventure Island, you know, Contra, um, you know, Mega Man, Zelda, like... They none of those had the same type of fantasy elements like this game. Like this is a pure fantasy game. Like even more than like a, a Zelda. You know what I mean? Zelda is great. I love it. But like getting all the different inventory that you have to get, you can keep an inventory of like the different uh, whistles and everything, mm-hmm. and you get the different suits. I mean, it's just, it's a fucking weird fantasy world. Yeah, they, it's basically like let's see all the things that we can do, and then they did it in a game. Yeah, and with no rhyme or reason. Yeah, exactly. Literally no rhyme or reason. Let's go to World 6 Ice World, Iceland. Iceland. Oh. Jaggy's giving a face like, just ugh, just kill me now. Oh, you know what we should do because you're making that face? Why don't we drink some more beer? Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> we should do that. All right. So. We're taking a brief pause from talking about uh, Iceland to talk about flower power. Yeah, so this is actually a very critical component. You need to have the fire so that you can melt the ice Exactly. Actually, this is perfect timing. Perfect segue. Yeah. Alright, so let's pour this in. And this is, we said by Ithaca, right? Ithaca Beer Company. Alright. They are out of the appropriately named Ithaca, New York. It's only like an hour away from us. Yep, exactly. Maybe a little bit more. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Okay. So it is an IPA, which is not a beer that I'm typically a fan of. Uh, this one, the hoppiness is actually fairly slight. There's definitely a citrus taste to it. It's got a little bit of like an orangey, possibly almost a little bit of pineapple. Really? I could I, see that. I could definitely see that. Um, it's I like a, the smell, yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's got a very a very citrusy. It smells almost like orange juice. And the color is, I mean, goldenrod. It is, yeah. you know, um, you can see through it. Clarity's good. Yeah. Uh, I think it tastes very good. Yeah, it's, it's a good it's a good IPA. And like I said, I typically do not like IPAs. I had this because my husband got one uh, at a restaurant. And it was, I was like, this is good. <laughs> we will drink this one. Yes. It was good. This is a summer beer. Oh, for sure. All yeah. day. Like, All this day is long. a summer beer. This is a, just cut my lawn and it's <laughs> hot outside. I'm going to go have a beer. And then this is, this is what you, this I'm going to have a 7.5% alcohol beer because this is a long summer day. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're not going to get anything else done for the rest of the day, but at least you're going to feel good about it. Oh Yeah. Um, yeah, this is good. All right, so we'll go back and we'll go a little bit more depth in depth with that beer later. But, uh, so in Iceland, as Jackie was saying, got to use the power, uh, fire flower power <laughs> to cut through enemies here. I hate Icelands. I hate ice levels. The, I, the I always skip this board. Yeah, the traction <coughs> is not good. Some of the levels are damn near impossible. Um, it's just, it's, it was the foreshadowing of me moving to the frozen north. That was it? You played this game and you knew that, oh, I'll be in Rochester someday. Now I know, now I know what it's like to (laughs) To slide everywhere. Yeah, like my first winter here, I didn't have any traction. I almost almost died. It was a really, really sad end. But, um, yeah, it's not, it's not my favorite map. Typically, if I... 
typically, if I'm going to play it, um, I usually give up and use a warp whistle. Yeah. This this is a level that, I, I'll be honest with you, you know, the game's, um, well, shit, it's like almost 30 years old, or it is 30 years old. 1990? I know, I'm bad, bad, very bad with math, but, uh... It's about 25 years old. 25 years old? So, I can't even tell you how many times I've played the Iceland, because it's a level that I skip notoriously, and I've played this game so many times. So let's skip it. Let's go to Pipeland. <laughs> I usually, I usually skip Worlds, because that's the one that's got all you the... You skip Pipe World? Isn't that the, is that the one that has all the stupid piranha plants? Yeah. I skip that one. I love this 100% level. of the time. Oh my god! No, this one, I, no. I have no place in my life for this. It's this because it's, it goes like, there's one that like shoots you down right into like a water cavern, and then you have to like go, you know, that's the other thing. So there's those little fucking snails that have spikes on their back, and you can't, you gotta jump on them and then like hit them into other snails or beetles or something like that, but um, the Pipeland also did... Um, where you'd go down and it almost seemed like it went upside down or like reverse. Like it just, it's weird. There's a lot of weird levels. I, I like it because of its weirdness. That's it. That says a lot about you. I think it's because of playing the original Mario game and going into a pipe and then like seeing like a world that's like filled with like just, uh, just coins or whatever. I, I thought that was neat. <laughs> so I never got over my, my little pipe <laughs> thing. And, um, anyways, so I, feel like, pipe I feel like there's a psychological analysis. I don't know. Here. Probably. There's, there probably is. Um, let's go to the last, well, so there's World E, which is a, uh, like a side world in here. It can be reached at the very beginning of the game if two people have a Game Boy Advance. So I guess just for the I've, Game Boy Advance level. I've never seen that one. Yeah. That's we need to find some Game Boy Advance. We gotta let's get let's get on that. We gotta jump on that. Um, the warp world isn't what I would consider a world necessarily. It's a map. It's but a it's map. Not a world. You're not doing anything except picking what pipe you want to go down. So let's talk about Dark World. This one I have a love hate relationship with. There's multiple segments to it. Um, the tank level, I almost always have issues with. Almost always. And that's probably one of the easier levels. <laughs> and then you The ship go- level, though, is easy. Yeah, the ship You can level go level. underneath the water the whole time. Yeah, that I, that I know about. And I think yeah. I typically do that, or I use the, like, P wing. Yep. Um, the, the one game mechanic of that, which I do... I thought was kind of cool, is when you're going across that, like, string of five levels, and if you stop hand grabs you and kidnaps you and pulls you into the level. You get pulled into the wrong one, though, man. It's yeah. It's going to be a bad day. It's game over. I think that this game, um, and we actually didn't really talk about it, is, like, all of uh, Bowser's kids, right, mm-hmm. are the ones who, like, there's one that, like, looks like Mozart, and, um... Yeah. And I think it's... They have... It has, like, a... They have, like, a, um... Ludwig. I think his name's Ludwig. Oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Ludwig, Lemmy, Iggy... Um, who else is in there? Well, whatever. They're just like Ludwig von Cooper. That's the yeah, name of you, it. Yeah, you get to meet all of his terrible, terrible children. And then there's a, there's one that's like, starts with an O. What's his name? 
Let's just, call him Oliver. I'm call him Oliver. He's yeah. like gray and terrible, and I don't like him. There is, yeah, like I, I like the variety though of um, fighting like the different, mm-hmm. the different kids. Um, I thought that that was pretty cool. I mean, it's just like a, like we said, it's a very, very inventive game, and it's got a lot of layers, a lot of elements. I don't think there's ever been a game that's come close to it, as far as originality goes. In a, in a way that is enjoyable, it's not impossible to play. Either it's not. I mean, it is a hard game in some respects, but it's a game that can be beat, and yeah. it's not like Don't Star, <laughs> where there's no end. Yeah, it's, it's just, not. It's not open world, but it's you know it, you you can make decisions and you can decide I don't want to do this part of the map and skip it. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different mechanics, different ways you can play the game. It's just I I have very fond memories of it, and it's and it's replayable. So like. Even if you've played the game before, you're still going to want to play it. I don't know anyone who doesn't, like, love Super Mario Bros. 3. And if you and if you do, they are dead to us. Yeah. I, I, I could also say that. Oh, we forgot Hammer Mario suit. Yeah. That one, I think, is... That one was That's totally see- rare and completely underutilized. Yeah. That, that one is not really used that much. And then you could also count Invincible Mario... Getting the, the star. star. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that too. Which was actually pretty good if you were going to use it but before a um, level eight, you know, like so one of the levels in there because then you automatically start off, you got the star, you're done. It's good. Yeah. Um, the thing about Nintendo games that are really hard and especially with side scrollers is like there's no, uh, like you have to start off at the beginning again. I don't think that there's many times where you can start off in the middle, or if you progress so far, you get to start at that point. Yeah, that didn't start happening, I don't think, until Super Mario World. Yeah. Which we can Oh, that's right, because they had, like, the little flags that were like, hey, this is where you are. So, yeah. Anyways, um, let's get into this beer. Okay, yeah. So, um, we we selected Flower Power A because it says Flower Power and it <laughs> makes you pretty much invincible. Um, and that, you know, we thought it had a little bit of a little bit of hops to it, which makes it a it's a complicated beer, but it's doable. Uh, just like the game, it can be difficult at times, but you can get through <laughs> it. And um, the packaging is actually pretty cool. We will have pictures on the website of the beers. We'll also have show notes, like yeah, where you can get it. Um, the like we mentioned previously, I believe it's. I think seven. you would probably get this anywhere in Western New York. Yeah, anywhere in Western New York, there are a ton of bars that sell it um, and serve it. It's very, very popular and very highly rated. If you ever go on like Rate Beer or um, Beer Advocate, Beer Advocate, it's very, very Beer Advocate rated. gave it like a nine or something. Yeah, it's something ridiculous, but it's you know it's 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 not also it's also not terribly priced, uh, but it is you know the six pack is ten ninety nine. Yeah. At Wegmans, anyways. It might be cheaper or more expensive someplace it's else. Likely more expensive elsewhere. But likely, <laughs> if you were to get this at a restaurant, it would be $6. Yeah. Or or 7 because of the alcohol content, which I think is... I mean, obviously, if you're going to buy beer at home, it's always going to be cheaper. It's not... Yeah, it's not... It's not a prohibitively high alcohol content, but it's... It's enough that if you took... If you had two of them, you're going to feel it. Yeah. At even at dinner. And you're going to need to sit for a bit. 
You're gonna enjoy your dinner, and you're gonna yeah, where you're where you're lawn mowing, <laughs> you're post lawn mowing. <laughs> yeah, um, or your Super Mario Brothers three playthrough. Exactly, even more. You're um, not even gonna care that you've died fifty seven times on the same level in the ice world. You won't care. I think I pretty much I'm pretty good about this game as far as not dying goes until I get to level eight. Once level eight gets there is when I start getting pissed off, and then I'm like, especially nowadays where you know it's so hard to play a Nintendo game sometimes because mm-hmm. of just the two buttons, no bumpers, no different. Like, yeah. Now, like I know I gave my dad um, Red Dead Redemption for the PlayStation Three, which is a a perfect video game. Um, for all intents and purposes, and he's a huge Western guy, and uh, my parents, there's a picture of me when I was a kid when I first got my Nintendo. Mm -hmm. It's me standing in the background as all my family is sitting around playing Nintendo, and Mm -hmm. me not playing. (laughs) It's just like watching them all play it. So everyone in my family is pretty big uh, into video games and stuff, but I gave my dad the controller um, for Red Dead Redemption. I'm like, so, like, this is how you control your camera. This is how you control the person. This is how you then shoot. This is how you then, like, jump on a horse. And he was just like, what? (laughs) Like, I need, like, all of these buttons? These are all necessary. Yeah, like, I I felt the same way. Like, I, um, I, you know, I played the Nintendo... Love that. Got the Super Nintendo. I'm like, oh, there are more buttons here. Totally doable still. But there's only... Are there bumpers on the Super Nintendo? There are two buttons on the top for so Super Nintendo. So, yeah, there's left, right, and then there's, a and then there's X and yeah, Y. And then there's four total buttons yep. on the right side. Yep. By the time it got to, like, the Nintendo 64, I was like, that's it. I give up. I can't do this. Because I'm like, what am I going to do with this joystick? What am I going to do with these other buttons and these little flipper things on the top? I was like, can't can't do this and didn't, like, console game forever. Really? I um, only got back into console gaming with the PS3 playing Elder Scrolls Sky or Elder Scrolls Oblivion because I was like, "Well, it's a single player. No one's really you know, counting <laughs> on me to do this properly." So I'm like, "Oh, it's a good opportunity." I feel like it's a large jump from Super Mario Brothers three to go to yeah. <laughs> to it's go like, to it's, I'm not a logical Oblivion. Human. I'm not a logical human being, but I was like, "Oh, Patrick Stewart's in this," and I heard it was a really good game. Patrick Stewart's in it for, like, all of five seconds, uh, and then he gets killed off. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Um, it's, that's, a, that's a different conversation for a different podcast. It is. It's a different podcast. Um, Alright, so, final thoughts on Super Mario Bros. 3. If you have to rate it, I want you to do this. I want you to rate it as kid Jackie, okay. and as adult Jackie. Out of ten. Out of ten? Yeah. Kid Jackie would give it a ten out of ten. Okay. Kid Jackie didn't know any better. <laughs> I would say now as an adult, I find it frustrating as fuck, so I would, I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Really? As, a, as an adult. Okay. All right. Because I'm a little bit choosier and I'm pissed off at the... Are you levels. pissed off at what? The, the controls or the levels or what? The levels. Okay. Mostly level seven. <laughs> I hate Pipe World. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, Kid Casey would probably give it a nine out of ten because Kid Casey was probably frustrated by the levels and like just would just get mad, just like super mad. How many times did Kid Casey throw the controller? I was definitely 
I didn't throw my controller too, too often. It depended on, like, if my sister was around and she was pissing me off while we were playing the video <laughs> game. Then more controllers were getting thrown. Um, just a quick story. I was playing Batman recently, and if you've played Arkham Knight, you know that you're forced to use the Batmobile through a lot of the game. I like the Batmobile, but some of the levels are, like, evil. <laughs> and the other day, I was fighting a boss, and you have to use the Batmobile, and I was getting so mad, I started punching the couch. And, like, I might have been a little intoxicated, but I was, like, very angry. And I was like, okay, I don't get this angry about, like, my, you know, fiancé getting mad at me. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't be getting this mad at a video what? game. You're a grown man. <laughs> it's probably better to get mad at the video game than it is for my fiancé, so maybe I should take it out on the couch. Take but, it out on the couch. Um, so, anyways, Kid Casey, 9 out of 10. Adult Casey gives it a 10 out of 10. It's it's one of the most inventive games. 25 years later, we're talking about it with, like, super love and pride. It's very timeless. There's a reason why it's held up for so long and sold so many. And, um, you know, it's just, it's one of the, it's arguably the best game ever made. Like, how many other games could you think? Like, even though I love Skyrim, I love the Batman series, I love Uncharted, like, 25 years later, am I going to be like, let's boot up that PlayStation 3 and do this? Like, whereas, like, I have my Nintendo. I literally have the same Nintendo I had since I was a child, and I will play Super Mario Bros. 3 on it. And it works. I might have to blow it a couple times. Yeah, like, best part about an NES and a Super NES, the most technical troubleshooting you ever had to do was, like, blow out the cartridge. And a 64. And a 64. Yep. Blow out the cartridge. Yep. Now you get a disc scratched, you are done. You have to buy a new game. Thumbprints fucked. Yeah, you're yeah. done. But, you know, it's like, it's just mm, the, the fun and nostalgia of a Nintendo game. Exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> Nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. It could be the beer, but it does, it does bring back fun memories. <laughs> it's, right? a, it's a gentle mix. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Flower Power uh, India Pale Ale. I'm going to give it an 8, just because it's it's already kind of got a handicap because it's an IPA. I do like this IPA. I do. You're giving it a point off because of the name IPA. No, just because it's it's still hoppier than I would like. Okay. I My my qualm with IPAs is that I feel like they taste like cleaning solution. Okay. Um, All right. This one tastes less like a cleaning solution. And I'll give it an 8 <laughs> as opposed to something lower. Um, and also the alcohol content, and now I'm going to have to go, like, sit by myself for a few minutes so that I can drive home after drinking this. <laughs> I'm going to give it a, uh, you give it an 8? I gave it an 8. I'm going to go with Kid Casey's score. I'm going to go in the 9. <laughs> Kid Casey loves IPA. <laughs> Kid Casey has a drinking problem. Yeah. Um, I like the alcohol content. I don't think that IPAs taste like cleaning solution as much. Sometimes they do. I will yeah, fully admit that. Um, but I think that uh, it's got a good, it's got a good blend of flavors in it. Um, the fruit, because uh, I read a little bit about having pineapple and grapefruit, and I absolutely despise grapefruit. And the fact that I can taste just the slightest bit of sour, but I can taste the pineapple and sweetness. Um, I like that. I think it. I think it's a refreshing summer drink. So I'll give it a nine for that. So, yeah. That's fair. All right. Any last thoughts on uh, either the the beer or the uh, or the game? 
Uh, I mean, it's it's a game that I love, my family loves. I have fond memories of playing it. I remember summers watching my mom play it. It was just a game that everybody in the family enjoyed. Um, there's so many different elements. I mean, we could probably talk for hours about... There were just, like, so many things, like the card ship. Did you ever unlock the card ship? Yep. Like, card ship. Matching the, game. The matching game. Toad's uh, stupid game of, like, lining up all the little which things. Which you could never do. Which is, I well, you could for... You could. Like, a shitty one. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you weren't getting, like, the flower. Yeah, you're getting, like, the... T- you're getting the mushroom. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's it's just such a good game. It just has every single element that you want from a video game. Um, I love it. And they're all done well. Yes. It's not like they just threw like a co-op level in there just because they needed a co-op thing. They put it in there because, hey, it's fun. To- it's, but that is kind of like they just threw it in there because it doesn't make any sense. I know it's based off of the original Mario Brothers game, that game, Um so I guess it's good for like the nostalgia factor, but us in uh, us in America didn't really play that game, so I remember it was kind of weird. And I mean, a lot of the elements that came about in the game are a big part of the Mario games now. Oh yeah, so absolutely inventory system, co-op play, the weird world, the maps. Yep, I would say that this game and. Super Mario World a little bit only because of the addition of Yoshi, but definitely this game and Super Mario um, 64 are the most inventive games of the series, and they're the reason why that Nintendo slash Mario has been around for as long as they have been. They they set the bar for all the Mario games that came after them. Absolutely. And video games in general. Absolutely. Um, All right, so let's talk about where do you find us? Where do you find the brew list? Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us at brewlist at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, other beers that you would pair with this game, or even recommendations for any future titles we you'd like to We love recommendations. We love recommendations. Yeah. Um, and you can also find us on Facebook. Just search for The Brewlist. We're working on getting the custom URL. We'll, we'll get the URL. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, and Instagram. And Instagram, also at brewlist. Yes, so you can find us there, and uh, we'll be on iTunes and Stitcher. If you happen to catch us on iTunes, please rate and review us. Give us any number of stars that you think is appropriate. Five's always a good number. It's just something to think about, but it'll only help us. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and tell your friends. If you enjoyed yourself here, recommend us to a friend who might also find us amusing to some extent. And, uh, you know... Support your local support your local breweries and also your local indie game developers. <laughs> Absolutely. Even Nintendo. Even Nintendo. <laughs> the just most su- indie video game developer. Just support Nintendo. Just, just do that. <laughs> Alright, well this is Casey um, saying, you know, drink up, have fun. And this is Jackie. Stay thirsty. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.